everybody, you're tuned into the Thoughts of Myself podcast. This is your host, DeVille D. I hope everybody's having a good day on this Wednesday, October the 10th. Yeah, week flying by. And this is a week that I particularly didn't want to fly by. But hey, it is what it is, man. There's a hurricane on the way, man, for us down here in the south. Uh, Hurricane Michael. Now, I'm trying to figure out why they named this Hurricane Michael. Uh, Does it have anything to do with Michael Myers and the fact that it is close to Halloween? But, yeah, so I I live in uh, Metro Atlanta, so we'll probably get a lot of rain, maybe some wind. Not too concerned about it, but I have some friends down in uh, Valdosta who are kind of weird. I saw where... (laughs) On Facebook, they were asking, people were actually asking, do any stores still have bread, milk, and water? I never understood why milk and bread are on the top of the list of things that you want to have during a, you know, bad weather. I get the bread, but the milk, I never understood because milk, you know, it is a perishable and you know, it's, it's not going to last too long if the power goes out. So I never really got that. And, you know, people have told me things like, well, you know, if you keep your refrigerator closed when the power's out, you know, it can stay cold for so and so long. But how long is it really, the fridge really going to stay closed if you're actually using that milk? You're going to have to go in there and get the milk. I never got the milk thing. Eggs, too. Eggs, people like eggs. Power outage, how you going to cook those eggs, though, I wonder. (laughs) And, you know, grocery stores, grocery stores are looking forward to these storms. You know, a lot of people don't understand or don't get that. A grocery store chain can make their year just off of bad weather, hurricanes, snowstorms, and things of that nature. Grocery chains actually look forward to bad weather because their sales go up. Everybody runs in the store, buys up a whole bunch of um, non-perishable items, buys up all the milk, buys up all the bread, buys up all the water. So, you know, they, they, they look forward to that. And not in a bad way, you know, because they are in business to make money. So I can't really hate on that. I remember last year uh, when we had a hurricane in the area um, my girlfriend, her daughter, and me, they came over to my place to ride out the storm because they had just moved into their house and they weren't too comfortable for whatever reason staying in their house. They wanted, so they wanted to come stay in my apartment for that day. And it was cool. We pretty much just spent the day watching movies and YouTube videos and playing video games i cooked some what did i cook that day i think i cooked like some turkey burgers and some chicken breasts and some sides and stuff like that so there'd be food cooked because you know there was a possibility that we might lose power so i made sure that we had food and like i say it wasn't we didn't really catch anything we lost power for like an hour so you know we started i forget what game we played but we played some guessing game or something like that and then until the power came back on yeah the only problem that i had was i had these two two patio doors that opened outwards um not a sliding 
glass door, but there are two actual doors, you know, and man, that rain was hitting that door so hard that rain was coming through the top of the door, rain was coming under the bottom of the door. It was just crazy. I had to take trash bags and rig them up so that the rain would run down the outside and not coming inside. But other than that, you know, it wasn't really a a big deal. But, um, yeah, so that's what I'm looking forward to, to see what kind of weather we're going to have over the next couple of days. Now, um, on another note, cruising through social media as I normally do, and I ran across something on Instagram that was interesting to me. I found it on 17 the soldier fives instagram page that's the number 17 th soul s-o-u-l-j-a five i found on his page now let me ask you a question if you saw a mexican man with some asian kids would you feel the need to go up to them and ask them if you if the kids were okay Let's say you saw a white man with some black kids. Would you feel the need to do that? Well, apparently a lady felt the need to do that when she saw uh, Mr. Let me get his name right. Mr. Corey Lewis. I believe it's a man, young man's name. Let me just take a chance to verify that. Yes, Corey Lewis. Corey Lewis was babysitting. He, he Now, he's a, I believe it's like an after-school teacher or uh, like a youth group teacher or something of that nature. And he was babysitting two Caucasian children. One looks like preteen. She may be, you know, anywhere between 10 and 12. And one was smaller probably I say if I had to guess I'd say he's probably around five or six and uh, a lady approached him at a gas station and asked him if the kids were okay then he asked him she asked him could she speak to the children and of course he did not allow her to speak to the children because why would you allow a stranger to have access to children that you are entrusted with their care of. So he did not allow her to speak with the kids. He left. The lady followed him home. At which point the police showed up to do a wellness check. They had the kids step out of the car and explain to him, explain to the officer who Mr. Lewis was. And, you know, the older child told her that Mr. Lewis was a, a teacher and that uh, he was babysitting them. Now, I'm not having, I don't have any ill thoughts against the police officer because he wasn't, it was videoed and of course, uh, he wasn't rude or anything like that to the man. And I understand that when police officers receive a call, they do have to respond to that call in some way, shape or form. So he told the told Mr. Lewis that he was basically going to do a wellness check and make sure the kids was okay and you know as far as i know that was the end of that situation but 
I do have a problem with the fact that you just, a lady just randomly saw a guy with two kids that apparently, I mean, like, how does she know these weren't his kids? He could have been those kids' stepfather. She has no idea why he would uh, be with him. Let's run down the things, reasons why he could have had this kid. These could have been his stepchildren. He could have been their youth mentor, which apparently he in a way was. They could have been married into his family. He could have adopted these children. He could have been watching them for a family friend, which he was. Why would you feel the need to approach a complete stranger about children who have given you no signs and no reasons to believe that they are in distress now? Living in the metro Atlanta area, I do see um, white people that have black children all the time. And I'm not talking about biracial children. I'm talking about black children. And I've never once thought to myself, hey, I should go check on those kids. Because as I said, if I don't see this kid giving me any type of indication that they are in distress, then there's no need for me to check on them. But um, I don't get that. I I actually had a situation somewhat similar to that happen to me when my daughter's around three years old. I was living in this apartment complex, and I had some people approach my door, a male and a female, and they asked me that were there any children there, and I told them, yeah, my daughter. Why? I said uh, cause we heard. Uh, she thought she heard a child uh, saying help. So I told him, I was like, well, my daughter's back there playing and watching TV. So, you know, it could have possibly been the TV or whatever game she's playing. They were like, no, no. I'm like, number one, how the hell you know? At the time, my daughter used to love to watch Wonder Pets. And if you know anything about Wonder Pets, somebody's always in distress and yelling for help on Wonder Pets. So outside of that, there's nothing else they would have heard coming out of my apartment because I was in the apartment. And this day I had my, it was a nice day. So I had my windows up. I had my door, uh, front door open because I had a screen door. And I didn't hear anyone ask for help. And I was in the apartment. So I don't know how they heard anybody ask for help. So I was like, well, you know, it's either her playing or it's the TV or something like that. She's fine. And they asked me, can she see her? Can they see her? And I was like, no, because that's weird. You just approached me, uh, asked me about my child and asked me to see my child. I was actually um, about to make my way back into the house and grab my firearm because I thought some shady was about to go down. And at the same time, my daughter heard me talking to these people because, like I say, my windows was open and my door was open. So she had came out of the room and was standing uh, at the screen door. And she's like, Daddy, who is that? And so I was like, you know, they're neighbors. I'm like, okay. And uh, <laughs> it's crazy how I just did the little kid voice when I said that. But, you know, that's what she said. And so they was like, hey. Spoke to my daughter, and she spoke back, and it was like, uh, you okay? And my daughter was like, yeah. It's like, what you doing? You have, having fun? Playing? It's like, yeah, just playing. And then she ran off back into the 
to the house. Um, and so it was like, well, you know, she she looks fine. So, you know, I don't know what it was we heard. Blase, blase, and they went on about their way. Now, at first, initially, I was kind of pissed off that they approached me like that. But when I thought about it, I was like, okay, that was kind of cool because if they did, let's say they did hear something that sounded like someone saying help or maybe on the TV, actually, the uh, program that she was watching, someone said help and they heard it. That was the responsible thing to do to check out the situation. And they weren't rude or anything. But then there's a part of me that was like, you just, you know, you see me coming in and out of his apartment, a single guy with a toddler, and you haven't seen any woman at that. Because I, at that time, there was like, I wasn't even dating. So there was like literally no women in and out of my house. It would just be me and my daughter. So it's like you saw a guy in this house, you know, with a, with a small child off and on and, you know, you didn't see a woman around and, you know, you went to thinking what's going on over here. You just want to be nosy. I don't know either or, but, yeah, that's just a little story. That's neither here or there. But y'all didn't came here for that. Y'all came here for some morning motivation slash dedication. Not dedication. What am I talking about? Dedication slash discipline. Now, Today I was at work and I had uh, something happen that got me a little frustrated. So I was venting to someone and telling them, you know, about what I, what had me frustrated. And they took it upon themselves to tell me, well, you know, you should just be grateful to, uh, that you have a job. And I was like, I thought to myself, why? Why should I just be grateful? For the fact that I have a job. Now, don't get it twisted. I like my job. I love my job. Majority of the time, you won't hear me complaining and saying anything negative about what I do or the company that I work for. But, you know, the day was just, it was a bad day. I was having one of those days and I got frustrated. So, but it made me think, like, that's kind of a... In my opinion, that's kind of a losing mentality. Now, don't get me wrong. Yes, of course, you should always be grateful for what you have. You should be grateful that you have a job. You should be grateful for where you live and that you have food to eat and so on and so forth. But at the same time, you should not be so grateful that if you're not happy with that situation, that you just sit back and settle for it. Which is what a lot of people are doing. There's like there's a lot of people who aren't like me who do not like their job and who do not enjoy what they do and they go to work every day and they're miserable. And so they come home and they bring that miserable energy to the house and you know, they're um spread that miserable energy energy to their kids and you know, they drink themselves half to death because they just so sick and tired and regret even thinking about getting up and going back to that place the next day. Why are y'all living like that? Why are you living like that? Listen, 
Yes, you should be grateful for the jobs you have. But if that job is making you miserable, if you absolutely cannot stand that job, you need to be calling an audible. You need to be putting yourself in position to get out of there. You should not settle and just sit back because, hey, it pays the bills and I already have it. That doesn't make any sense. Look, if you had a car and that car broke down all the time. So you had this car, but you're not happy with this car. The AC doesn't work. The heat doesn't work. The windows won't roll up. And it may or may not crank. You hate this car. How long would you? And you had the means to replace it. How long would you hold on to that car before you got rid of it? I'm going to sit here and say that you wouldn't keep that car for too long because remember I said you had the means to replace it. You get rid of that car and you get another car. All of us have the means and the ability to replace our place of employment if we're not happy with it. Don't get complacent. Don't let yourself just be so grateful that you have a check coming in that you do not make an effort to change the situation if you're not happy with it. We all deserve to be happy with what we're doing. Never let anybody tell you that you should just settle in and deal with it. You're going to spend 20, 30 years of your life going to a place that makes you miserable every day. What sense does that make? Best believe me, if that place made me miserable the way some people are miserable, I would have been out there. I'm six years in. I don't plan on going anywhere. You understand what I'm saying? I have my bad days, but I don't plan on going anywhere because I actually like what I do. And I actually do like the company that I work for. But if you don't, get the hell up out of there. Or either that or just stop complaining about it. Because we don't want to hear it because you absolutely have the means to find equal or greater employment elsewhere. Thank each and every last one of y'all for tuning in to the VLDI Thoughts to Myself podcast. I appreciate you. I love you. Go to my page, to, uh, to my podcast page. And, you know, on there you got my Instagram information. You got my I, I completely forgot what I was going to say. My email information, holla at your boy. Shoot me an email. Hit me up if you're on Anchor. Leave me a uh, voice call in. I appreciate it if you do. Now get out there and get shit done. Remember to be the reason that somebody motivated or masturbated today. Either way, you made a difference. Get you some breakfast, whether it's cereal, oatmeal. I don't care what you eat. Put something in your stomach because you're going to need energy to have this amazing day that you're about to have. Like I said, love y'all. Y'all be out there. Y'all stay blessed. Keep your heads up. Keep grinding. Keep moving and shaking. And do not, do not, do not, do not ever become complacent. You better than that. There's better than that out here for you. Get up. Go get it. Immortality is yours. Take it. (laughs) 
Yo, I'm out of here, man. Peace.